Lord, I thank you right now, Lord. Oh, God, that you go before us right now. In Jesus' name. Praise him. Praise him. I was telling Gene that instrumental just, that messed me up. Wow. Praise him. Praise him. Did you hear that sound in that? Come on, that's where I'm going tonight. Did you hear the sound in the instrumental that was played? That sound, okay, that's the sound we're going to talk about tonight. Amen? Praise God. Can y'all hear me okay? I gave up that thing on my ear. I give it up. Give it up. Back in September, actually the 30th, we had a minister's table worship next door. That's September. And the instructions were we went before the Lord and we stayed in worship for two or three hours. And then whatever the Lord was t telling you or showing you, write it down or share it with the table. It's a pretty neat experience. And I didn't say anything till the very end because I, I had written down what the Lord had shared with me. And it was very simple. And I didn't really understand a full everything of it until, until recently. And I wrote this in September. I said, the structure of the, ch of the church, and this was right in the middle of the election, right? We were getting ready September to vote November, right? I said, the structure of the church will change after the election. The glory of God will begin to flood the dry places. And the Lord was showing me, this is the church he's talking about. The dry, dead churches. And many won't make it. Many will close. That sounds kind of doomy and gloomy, right? I went, okay, all right. We're watching that happen, though. We're watching leaders come down everywhere, right? So I, so I, um, I said, as I pondered this in my heart, the other day I was reading a Charisma magazine. Y'all, you know what that is? Charisma magazine. And there was a posted of a, a woman who was who was a prophet, and she posted almost the same thing. She said. There's a great shaking coming. And many churches, the only ones who will stay in His presence, who will stay holy, who will stay sanctified, is going to be the churches that, are, that arise. And I went, wow, okay. I said, all right. So I, as I'm pondering all this, and I'm going to go into this, so y'all hang with me. I wrote this down. A new sound is coming to the body. Two years ago, the Lord spoke to me right here. I was standing right here, and it was one of the eagles' gatherings. And I don't know if you know Esau. Is he an evangelist, prophet? I don't Evangelist? He's more of an evangelist than me. But he's about six foot five. He's a big brother. And I was, he was standing here, and I was standing here, and they had a keyboard player set up right here. And this man began to play. And I just kind of got lost in his keyboard. And I began to sing, but I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, Carrie, hear the sound. I said, okay, what is that, Lord? Hear, hear what sound? And I, I got to listening, and I kind of got lost in worship. And I heard the Holy Spirit say again, hear the sound. I'm going, hear what sound? I, I hear him playing. I didn't, no clue. I had no clue. 
And all of a sudden, out of my spirit, much like what happened a second ago, there's a tone and a frequency that is starting to hit me. I'll get into that. So I started standing right here, and I, and I started saying, Hear the sound. I hear the sound. And Esau, six foot five, I'm five foot eight. He goes, and he looked at me and he went, Hear the sound. He did that. It was funny, you know. Hear the sound. The funny thing is, I kept on humming it. Mm -hmm. Hear the sound. Hear the sound. Next thing I know, this big brother, he reaches over here and he grabs me by the arm. He locks arm with me, pulls me close. And he's humming and I'm singing. He was picking up on what I was picking up on and I didn't even know what I was picking up on. You ever been that way? So I'm thinking, God, what is, what is going on? So let me fast forward. A couple of months ago, I started getting exceptionally frustrated in worship. Anybody ever been frustrated in worship? You feel like you get so high and you just can't get any further. And you start getting frustrated. And I got tired of hearing, hearing the playlist. And the playlist was not doing anything for me. Anybody been there? The playlist just wasn't hitting me. And I'm going, God, what is, what is, what's the matter? Is it me? I'm thinking, have I done something wrong? And I kept thinking, I just kept getting frustrated and frustrated. <clears throat> and I began to share this with Gene. I said, Gene, something's got to give. Something's got to change. There's got to be another level of something going forth. And it's got to come from us. It's got to come from us. And then the Lord started hitting me the new song. The new song. The new song. <laughs> I love you, Mamie. Mamie referenced me tonight. She didn't think I noticed, but I noticed. It's good, though. It's good. It was all in love. Hear the new song. And in my literal mind, I want you to think about this. How many of you have heard this all your life? Sing to him a new song. Right In my literal mind, I think, oh, well, God's bored with our music, so let me sit down and write a song. One verse, two verse, three verses, chorus. Oh, if it's really good, reprisal. Go back. Well, if it's real good, I'll sing the third verse again. Right? Isn't that the way we've done it in church? But I got to thinking, and the Lord began to show me, Carrie, the song, it's not a song at all. It could be, but it's a sound. It's a wave. It's a frequency. You with me? Whew, I got to breathe a second. Wow. So, in this, pastor's conference was coming up. And I get a text that says, be prepared to sing pastor's conference. Huh? What? I don't have a keyboard player. I don't have anything. <laughs> Wine, you know, right? And then, then I get another text that says, get Kathy to join in with you. And I'm thinking, okay, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. Whatever you want, whatever you want. But when the pastor's conference came, Stay with me. When the pastor's conference came, there come to a point just like a few minutes ago when the sound 
hit. And you have to be discerning the sound to hear it. You have to have your eyes closed, be willing to flow with the frequency of God. I know this sounds going to sound weird to some people. Not weird to the ones who are tuned in. I took the microphone and I went over to Kathy and I had to literally pull her out of worship and hand her a microphone. And all of a sudden we begin to just flow in that instrumental and we begin to sing a new song. Now, hold on a second. Let me tell you something. I did a little study on this worship. There's a worship Hebrew word for worship that means I got to look at it to pronounce it. Okay. To heal you. To heal you. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And it means, this is the Hebrew now. I love this. To sing a spontaneous praise of a new song glorifying God. Now, your revelation today was awesome. Because revelation is what sets you free. And that revelation to me went, oh my goodness. This is this new song. It's not a song at all. It's a sound. It's a sound that all of a sudden hits God. And God comes down. Now here, in the pastor's conference, when we begin to do that, the bride began to worship like I had never experienced or ever heard before in all of my experiences. And I'm going to tell you the most wonderful, beautiful thing about this is, is he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we begin to sing this new song, this spontaneous praise, I heard octaves above me joining us. Never heard that before. I heard octaves above us joining us, and I knew there was a heavenly experience happening. And as this began to happen, I thought to myself, heaven has now come to earth. And it's a point in this worship where heaven kisses earth and we are right in the middle. Come on, y'all y'all with me? You follow me on this? Come on. I began to listen to this and I went, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is what I've been longing for. This is that experience. That I, and it was, it was, oh, it was icing on a cake for me. It truly was. A few, and it was the same thing. I want to bring you your remembrance of this. Just a few minutes ago during that instrumental, oh my Lord, it was the frequency. And I hear this frequency now and it just turns me heavenward. Did y'all hear it? If you didn't hear it, think about why you didn't hear it. All right. I need the scripture people to get right. <laughs> get right. Psalm 33, 1 through 3. Before you put that up, as I begin to study this out, nine times in the Word of God does He say, Sing to me a new song. One out of the nine says, And I put a new song in your mouth. Nine times he says that, but what I'm experiencing as I begin to study this out, every time this appeared, momentous change, is that a word? Momentous? Momentous change was occurring. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery. 
and the instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. All through this, when he's talking about this singing thing, a new song, it's always loud. I can't tell you how many times I've complained about how loud the music was here. Can't tell you. So many times. But he said, sing to him a new song and play skillfully with a loud noise. Now, go to Psalms 40, 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. Now, I want everybody to think about who's in the spots class here. Several. Who's in the house of peace? Keep your hands raised. House of peace and spots. Good. That's almost everybody. I waited patiently for the Lord. How many times have you cried out? How long, God? How long? Oh, maybe I know. I know. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. Now, this is where this is going to start getting good. Because, see, the absolute fabric of worship of the church is about to shift and is about to change because the worshiping bride now is just about ready to really come forth and it's going to change the whole dynamics when I go back to what I wrote the whole structure is about to change It won't be so much about worship leaders and praise teams. It's going to be about a worshiping bride that take their altar time at home and they bring it in front of the church. And as they begin to worship in front of the church, then the people are going to be set free. And it's all spoken right here. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to God. It's in my mouth and it's got to come out of my mouth. Just because he puts it in your mouth, it's got to be your voice. Just like when you first spoke in tongues, it was still your mouth that you had to open. It's still your, still your vocal cords who has to vocalize the praise. But let me tell you something. No matter how dark your area is, no matter how narrow the way is, there is an absolutely unstoppable thing that God has built into you that will allow you to begin to cry out in a worship praise that is like nothing we've ever experienced before. You with me? And they will see it. Keep going. And fear and will trust in the Lord. What is it that they are going to see? They're going to see the fear of the Lord. They're going to see you that has been delivered singing something that has been different than they've ever heard before. They will fear and trust in the Lord. Out of your mouth. It's got to be birthed from you. And you know what? Every time, and the Lord revealed this to me today, every time we go from glory to glory, that birthing changes. And it goes a little higher and a little higher every time. Amen? So everything is going to change. Now, 
your responsibility is to be before God. Your responsibility is to look for the presence, to seek the presence. Amen? Go to Psalm 96, 1 through 13. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless His name. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Does this sound like a depressed person? Declare His glory among the nations, His wonders among all peoples, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are idols. Next. But the Lord made the heavens honor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of you people. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Says, Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Okay, y'all ain't getting that. You will in a minute. Now, take me over. David, this is a psalm King David wrote. Now, take me to 1 Chronicles 16.23. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Let me just stop right there. The next eight verses are exactly the same thing I just read to you. Follow me closely. They're exactly the same thing. What's written in 1 Chronicles 16, 23 through about 32 is exactly the same thing I just re- read to you from, from uh, Psalms 96, whatever, whatever it was. Thank you. The only difference is David in Psalms said, The only difference between these two passages, he said, sing unto the Lord a new song. What was going on at this time? What was changing? What was the momentous change during this time that caused David to write it in Chronicles? And I checked the chronology of it. It was written at about the same time. Why did David write in Psalms, sing unto him a new song, but here he just says, sing unto the Lord. We have to go find out what was going on. Because inquiring minds want to know. Amen? You guys are quiet tonight. Come on. I know. I'm like, I feel feel like this right now. Wow. Dragon. Go, Go to 1 Chronicles 13. I was wondering if anybody was going to get that. First Chronicles 13. Then David consulted. Oh, let me give you a little background here. David has decided, I'm going to get the presents. I'm sending for the ark. You're going to love this because you just taught it out in there earlier. It's funny. I'm going to get the ark. All right. 
Then David consulted with the captains of the thousands and hundreds with every leader. And give me the New King James Version, please. Okay. And David said to all the assembly of Israel, if it seems good to you, and if it is the Lord, and if, and if it is of the Lord our God, let us send out to our brethren everywhere who are left in, in all the land of Israel, and with them to the priests and the Levites who are in the cities and the common lands, that they may gather together to us next, and let us bring back the ark of God back to us. For we have not inquired at it since the days of Saul. Now let me tell you something. That was David's first mistake. What are you talking about? Come on. Anybody pick it up? Come on, Lee. Did you get it? You didn't get it? Come on, Lee. No, she didn't get it. Good. I'm going to tell you. He did not consult with God. He consulted with men. Come on, you got to go back and look at this. He consulted with all the elders around. Oh, let's go get the presents. But he didn't consult with God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, wait a minute. It gets much worse. So, let me tell you where to go. Go to verse 7 and 8. Oh, yeah. Verse 7 and 8. So they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah. And Ahio, is that how you pronounce that? Am I good? Ahio, I don't know. Drove the cart. Next verse. Then David and all of Israel. We got to listen to this. Come on. This is fixing to get good. And David and all of Israel played music before God with all their might with singing on harps and string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. Oh, my goodness. This has been my church experience nearly all my life because they know the church leaders didn't consult with God. They said, hmm, we need a presence. We need a revival. Let me call a high-powered evangelist to come in and let me get my people jacked up, jacked up. Come on, let me get them rolling and get them going. Let me get them in an emotional frenzy, exactly what was going on right here with all their might. And David never inquired on the Lord. He took it upon himself that he wanted the presence. You with me? Oh man, this is good. This is good. My Bible's not back there. Oh, I keep going back there. Next verse. And when they had come to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put his hand to hold the ark for the oxen stumbled. You said it perfectly later. You used the term manhandle. You cannot control the presence of God. You can't call somebody to come get you out of trouble. You can't call somebody to come get you all emotionally pumped up and only for a week later for you to be in the same situation, the same place you were before. Amen? Next verse. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah. Now let me tell you something. Uzzah's death is partly David's fault. Why? David did not inquire. David did not inquire of the Lord. 
He went after something to touch when God was not ready, plus David was out of order. What are you talking about? We'll get into that in a minute. He was out of order. Next verse. And David became angry because the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. Next verse. David was afraid of God that day, saying, how can I bring the ark to me? He should have known how. You say, why do you say that? Well, I'll tell you. Now, in between this, the next chapter, 14, David had two battles with Philistines. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, go kick butt. He did. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord instructed him, and he was successful in all that he did. Okay, now it's in chapter 14. Now, David's had time to think about everything that's happened. He's had time to go, hmm, how was that ark supposed to be carried? Oh, it was way back in Deuteronomy they told him how to carry that ark. Why didn't David know that? Am I funny tonight? At least I ain't sweating out my clothes. So, go to chapter 15, verse 1. Now listen up, come on. When I want y'all to laugh, y'all crickets. <laughs> crickets, I tell you, if I want you to laugh. When I don't want you to laugh, you're laughing at me. Praise God. We can have fun while we do this, can't we? Good. David, now this is chapter 15. David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pinched a tent for it. David couldn't have brought the ark back from the first try because there was no place for him to put it. He had to build his sanctuary. Amen? Next verse. Then David said, No one may carry the ark but the Levites. Did he just have an epiphany? Didn't he know? I mean, come on. He's the dude that killed the giant, right? He's the one that slayed the 10,000. Saul only killed a couple hundred. He didn't know? Then David said, No one may carry the ark but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God to minister before Him forever to this day. I don't know where that is, but it's supposed to be in there. It says, to this day, who are the Levites? The Levites are the priests. They're the worshipers. They make a long story short, they're you. You are Levites. You're born again. God's created a worship in you. He's created it deep down in your soul. Something for you to reach up to Him with. Amen? Somewhere over in Deuteronomy 10, about verse 8, it says, The Lord set the tribe of Levi apart. And their job, three jobs, they were the only ones to carry the presence of God. And there was instructions on how to carry it. 
Then they were to stand before the Lord and minister unto Him, worship, and bless in His name. Every day, if you go to a Jewish synagogue today, if you'd have gone, that priest would have ended, may the Lord bless you and keep you and let His countenance be upon you. There would be a blessing that would go out on the people. And by the way, we need to do that. We need to end the service blessing the people because that was their job. And that's your job. Your job is to carry the presence of God. Your job is to stand before Him, kneel before Him, bow before Him, and worship and bless anybody that comes in contact with you. Next verse. And David gathered all of Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. Where? Who? Prepared what? David, before he could bring the presence, it had to have a place to dwell. Next verse. Then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. Next verse of the sons of Koath, Ural, and the chief of 120 of his brethren. Okay, hold on right there a second. See where I am. All right, I want you to skip down to verse 11 for me. Oh, come on. Y'all with me? Y'all getting this? And David called for Sadak and Abithar, the priest, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Isaiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Abinadab. He said to them, You are the heads of the father, father's houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourself. Come on. Somebody say, Sanctify yourself. You and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord of Israel to the place I have prepared it, because you did not do it the first time. The Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about what? What? You cannot touch the glory unless the order is in place. Somebody please tell me what you think the order might be. First of all, I've got to build him a house for him to dwell. Then I've got to inquire of him. I've got to spend time at that altar so he will come and dwell because he wants to be with you. Next verse. So the priests and the Levites did what? Sanctify themselves to bring up the ark. Oh, that's the, I left out a step. I'm sorry. While I am building my altar time, I've got to be sanctified. 
Come on now. This is what's happened for so many of us for so long. We need God and we run into the church and we have this emotional feeling, this emotional high. We run out and by Wednesday, we are right back in the same place before because we never have sanctified ourselves. I always get so put out when I heard I'm sanctified. I mean, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. No, you wasn't. You were saved. You may have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but your head was so messed up. Yes. <laughs> you with me? Sanctification, we call it going through the process here, but you know, it's just plain old sanctification. Going through the process sounds just so much nicer than sanctified. I'm sanctified. <laughs> right? I'm going through a process. What process am I going through? Duh. I'm being set apart. He set the tribe of Levi apart. Said that they would carry the presence who are you? They would stand and minister before Him. Who are you? And they would bless the people. Amen? Next verse. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles as who? Now David didn't know what Moses did? Come on, all the way back from the beginning had commanded according to the word of the Lord. Now, I can stop right there. Next verse. Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising their voice with resounding joy. David got it right the second time because David got the order right. He went upon the Lord and got the order right and the people who were supposed to carry the presence was sanctified. Now we can get into the singing wildly. Now we can get into it because now order is set. Is your order set? Say it again. Is your order set? Is your is yo order set? <laughs> no, it didn't. Praise God. Praise God. Where am I going next? Resounding joy. It goes on further that when I won't get into it because he starts appointing all the Levi's. Some were singers, some were skilled musicians, some, some right on down the line. Getting that order set. That's what we're doing. We're getting an order set. Let me tell you something. Just as David got it right the second time, this ministry has it right now because the proper order is here because God is dwelling here all the time. I am amazed at people that will come in here and sit here and start weeping, crying, and, and, and praying in tongues just by coming in here by themselves. 
what's here, what is it is here? The presence of a loving, powerful God. Amen. Go to verse, uh, excuse me, go to chapter 16, verse 1. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. Next verse. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Next verse. Then he distributed to everyone in Israel both both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread and a piece of meat and a cake of raisin. He is now blessing the people. Amen? He's blessing the people. Next verse. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Next verse. Asaph, the chief of the next of him of Zechariah, then Jael, Shemiramoth, Jamal. Okay, I don't need to get into that. Hold on. I'm like Lee. I can go. I can go so far. Go. Hold on. Let's see. Go to verse seven. On that day, David first delivered. On that day. On that day. David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph, his brethren. Asaph was the leader, was the Levite, rather, of the Lord. I know this is going to be just a little bit long, but will you bear with me? I want, I want, you to, I want, this, I want this read out. Can we do that? Next verse. Oh, give thanks. Now think about everything that has just gone on. Okay, think about the order, the sanctification, the presence. Now is in the tabernacle dwelling with him. Think about everything going on. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him songs of praise. Talk of all his wondrous works. That means testify. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works which He has done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O seed of Israel, His servant, you children of Jacob, His chosen ones, you bunch of Levites, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember His covenant forever. The word which He commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant which He made with Abraham and His oath to Isaac. And confirmed it to Jacob for a statute. To Israel for an everlasting covenant. I want to tell you, you're Israel too saying to tell you I will give you the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When you were few in number, indeed very few, the strangers in it. When they went 
from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people. He permitted no man to do wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Wait a minute now. David's got the presence. Order's right. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations. This is in Psalm 96 right here. Next verse. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are what? Idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before Him. Strength and gladness are in His place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Tremble before Him, all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. And let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the seas roar in all its fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that is in it. Then the trees of the wood shall rejoice before the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. And say, save us. O God of our salvation, gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel for everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, and they praised the Lord. Because the order was right. The sanctification was right. The presence was right. Now go back to Psalm 96 for me. Verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And it goes in repeating just what I've just got through reading. Now wait a minute. Why is this one line right here put there? It wasn't in Chronicles. Why is it here now? To hell you. It's a spontaneous song of worship glorifying God for His great and the wonders of His works. David realized something when he penned Psalms. You have no idea, God, what I got now. You have no idea. God says, yeah, I do. Come on, y'all follow this tonight. My goodness. Y'all tired? How, How long have I been speaking? Five minutes? Huh? What's the time check? 
I'm hearing 19 different things. Can none of y'all say the same thing at one time? <laughs> Praise God. Check the date. Are y'all tired or can I keep going? Can I keep going a little bit? I got a little bit more. Can we take a little bit more? All right. Oh, you pull my leg. Come on. All right. <laughs> Isaiah 42, 9 and 10. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and the new things I now declare. Remember, I said the structure of everything we've been doing is about to change. Before, and the new things I declare, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song, and His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it. You coastlines and your inhabitants of them. Next verse. Let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice. The villages that Kedar inhabits. Let the inhabitants of Selah sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Do you want to sing a new song? Oh, it's in you. All you got to do is open your mouth and begin to let it out. Man, it's cool to walk among the people while you're talking. I love that. Love it. I can see eyes now. I love it that I'm the object of y'all's affection. Psalm 149. One through nine. Praise the Lord! Exclamation point. Sing to the Lord a new song and His praise in the assembly. Where? In the assembly of His saints. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Next verse. Let them praise His name with a dance. One day, they're going to say, I didn't know that white man could dance. <laughs> Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm going to sing to him. I don't care what nobody else thinks. I'm going to sing and praise with the timbrel. I'm going to dance and shout. I don't care what people think. I wish everybody would get that mindset. It's a kingdom mindset, not an earth church mindset. Amen? Next verse. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hands. 
to execute vengeance on the nation and punishment on the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on the written judgment, this honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, I'm happy if you're not. If I said they sing new songs in heaven, would you believe that's true? Do you know they do? Okay, Zenny, you be quiet. Do you know that they sing new songs in heaven? Okay, good. I'm going to show you anyway. <laughs> oh, that was good, Chris. I like that. Now be, now be quiet. <laughs> Go to Revelation 5, PC. <clears throat> I'm, gonna do, I'm, I'm trying to get quick, but I got to give you the front part of this. <clears throat> this is heaven. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose the seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scrolls and to loose the seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. And though it has been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out on all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of my right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowls full of the incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, this is the song now that's written, you are worthy to open to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. This is a song. You have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God, and he shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number was 10,000 times 10,000. Do you know how many that is? That is 100 million beings. They're not human at that point. Next verse. Saying with a loud voice, 
worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. This is the God we are serving. Get a, get a, a mental vision of who your God is. Amen? As the old farmer said, I'm plum tuckered out. Amen? Have you enjoyed this tonight? Have you got, did, did, did it get you? Did you see the order of this? Now let me ask you something. It was David building a corporate. He was building a corporate altar. He was building a corporate sanctuary for all of Israel. We have built a corporate altar here. We have a corporate sanctuary here. The most important thing that you have to do, and this is your instructions, is I have got to decide in my heart who I am. And as you leave here tonight, I want you to know that every one of you sitting in a chair tonight, if you are here, you are a Levite. You are commissioned by Him to stand and carry the presence everywhere you go. You are commissioned by Him to minister unto Him. You are commissioned by Him to bless everyone that comes in your path to bless them. You want the total blessings of God? This is where it is. We've got to go before God and build our own altar. Last verse. Whew. Isaiah 66.1. Quote it. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me? And where is the place of my rest? This is the corporate house that has been built. This is the place of the corporate rest. Now go build your own. And keep it going. I love it when all the other ministers tell me what to say. It's all good. I need all the help I can get. Trust me. Praise God. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. I want you to do one thing. When you come into worship, do you know sometimes so many of us, the presence of God is right here and we're not recognizing Him. Bless you. He can be right there and you're not recognizing Him. you got to get to a place of tuning in. Remember in the beginning I said, there's a certain frequency now I'm beginning to hear. And I can flow with that frequency because it is the sound of God. And when I begin to sing with it, it now becomes the new song. The face of worship is changing. Come on, I'm speaking prophetically right now. It is changing. Amen? Praise God. What time is it?
This is late for me. Shucks. Praise God. Whew. That's me? It, can I, this, Keyshawn, you didn't draw this, did you? No, no, no. I know who drew this. I know exactly. I know the teacher that drew this. Why did you give me a pig nose, Lee? Praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with me tonight. You're my family. I love you guys. I love you guys. Come on. Stand on your feet. Do you think I went through all, Do you think I went through all this not to bless you? Father, according to the Levitical blessing, I thank you, God, that your countenance now shines upon every one of these people. Lord, you bless them in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you right now. They're blessed in the city. They're blessed in the fields. When they go upon their marketplace and on their jobs, God, supernatural encounters begin to happen to them. Lord, they're going to find money that they didn't even know they had. Father, this cycle that's coming, Lord, is going to begin to come upon them, Lord. Father, debt freedom is coming to them. They're going to walk in freedom. They're going to talk in freedom. Lord, I thank you for this blessing upon these people as we speak it so I declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.